RadioInfluence.com. Welcome to a new episode of the You're Not On Podcast, a podcast where Gen X and a millennial talk about culture back then, culture right now, and mostly agree to disagree. My name is Elizabeth. I'm the millennial. I'm Nicole, and I'm a Gen Xer. When am I going to stop doing that? Oh, I don't know. Do you think people care? I think they like it. If they I listen. I don't know. Are you over singing? Or are you just not in a singing mood today? Sometimes I don't like singing. I don't, then what you did, no one asked for you to hit the bars. Like, that was you. <clears throat> to hit the run. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> the only thing you were missing is a hand to the ear. What's up? Uh, not too I much. I seen you in a minute. I know. What is that thing on your hoodie, William Raymond? Who is that? It, this is my friend's company, William Raymond Communications. What? Yeah. She runs a so PR agency. She's the best PR person I've ever doing known. A sponsorship. You free. brought it up because I thought it was. I'm something just wearing else. it. <laughs> wow. No one would have. This is an audio medium. No one would have known. I think you need to make a call to her after this. I think. <laughs> what What are you wearing? What is this? Just do it. Who is that? Nike. What goddess no, is that? I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna mention the name. They're not paying me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Nike doesn't need any more free they, sponsorship. They're good. They're good. I own stock. So <laughs> today is voting day. Today's election voting day. Voting day. What do they call Boxing it? Boxing day. <laughs> election day. Thank you, Jason, who helps me. How you feeling? Well, as you can hear, Elizabeth's been sick, guys. I'm a little. Uh, as what I say to you, I'm a pony. She's a pony. She's not horse. I'm a little horse. I really did not like that. I'm a little horse, guys. Yeah. Um, nay. Yeah. But uh, oh my God. <laughs> that's how I voted. <laughs> to everyone. Oh <laughs> but yeah, so it's election day. Did you go to the polls? Uh, today? Yeah. Yeah. Not today, but I did oh, go okay. to the polls. I was about I, to say, like, when's the last time you traditionally voted? Like, like a week ago. <laughs> no, I mean, like, on election day. Oh, Never. So never in my life. Never in your life. Because when I was growing up, we didn't have early voting. Actually, you know what? Pause. I apologize. I okay. lied to you. I believe my family all went to the polls together. To vote for? In 2020. Or er, no. What? My bad. My bad. It was in 2016. Really? I think, yeah. That was a little uneventful we were all like back home like okay, it just i had just moved back to tampa okay, and my brother timing. was still here okay. and i think it was his first like presidential election okay. so my dad was like we should all like go to the polls yeah, together yeah. and so we did and i was like you realize it's gonna be like five seconds and that's exactly what happened it's still good i we've taken um our uh, we've taken my son to the polls like when we voted for obama the like the first time we t we went to the polls with him we used to go to the polls when he was little. That's what he would get in the practice. But I into mean, practice in, of do, in oh, he's, he does Scantron tests all the time. I know, That's basically but, it. I mean, you know, sometimes it takes a lot for people to actually get to the poll and do it. A lot of people do not vote, as you are aware. I am aware, but yeah, um, so we wanted to start to foster that young. But I fair. normally like since he's been of age where we've shown him what voting is now i just drop my poll off my my ballot off it's not oh you do like a mail-in yeah i just okay. i don't i just drop it off like i'm yeah. not even stand like it doesn't feel as real so everybody's like it's election day and i'm like okay. um i feel like hot take we've done a really good job in florida florida does make it the real voting process easy yeah i mean almost so, too easy yeah like like oh, wait i'm not supposed to say that like, no, you can say that. Cross that out. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it. Um, you know, we've got a really good mail-in ballot system. Yeah, I always voted. Voting. Yeah, I always voted when I was in Tallahassee. Um, we have early voting that makes it super easy. The yeah. polls are open like two weeks, like Even longer from like seven to seven. Yeah, like, for twelve hours. In several several locations. Oh yeah, a ton of locations. Yeah. So that's what I was randomly like. I did vote. It was a week ago. Yeah. I was like, you know. I've got some time this afternoon. I guess I'll go vote. Like, why yeah, not? Why not? Right. And then I did. And there was no one there. Really? And, except for the old people that were doing the polling, yeah. which is adorable. Uh -huh. I love to see it. I like it, too. And then, um, yeah, I, w I walked out. I went home. It took 15 minutes. Great. I know because someone said, hey, are you free for a call? And I said, 
hi, I'm voting. Can mm-hmm. I call you in 15 minutes? And mm-hmm. they're like, sure. And then I literally, literally did just 15 that. Minutes. And then I got back home and then I uh, checked my mail. And oh. in my mail oh. was a letter. Oh. And in that letter was a handwritten letter. So the letter was its own letter. Was it real and then handwritten within, or yes, printed handwritten? No, you're the, I, you are the third person asking yeah, that. Oh, that, pr- that printed handwritten be so, spooking people sometimes. It, it was um, it was printed. Uh-huh. And then someone had written as well another letter. So the oh. first letter said, this is a handwritten letter from a volunteer in California. And then it was another letter that was Excuse handwritten. Me. And she was like, a lot of paper. And she was like, yeah, it was (laughs) for California guys. I thought we, I thought thought, y'all in from California. I thought y'all were about to say, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) It makes sense why they're burning. It's just a bunch of paper. So I read the letter and the letter from like Stacy was saying, Elizabeth, make sure to get out the vote. Voter suppression is huge in states like yours, Florida. And we need you. And I was like, it's too late now. Stacy girl. (laughs) Should have hit me up like three days ago, man. I wouldn't. It took me fifteen bro. minutes. <laughs> when I'm, what I'm gonna tell you right now? Not is- for nothing, but like it was very easy, Stacy. I, I hope you rest assured in California that it is okay. We voted here in Florida. Florida's pretty, pretty good. I mean, I'm sure there are pockets of places that may have some issues, <laughs> but we're really not the problem, child. I'm sure there's other places around the country that may have some access issues. Yeah, for but sure, for sure. We're really not, we're really not Not it. here. Not, not for me to be getting handwritten yeah. letters from California. But I tell you what, I will be so glad when this is over because my phone. Girl. Like. Girl. I'm about to, like. I know. Wait a minute. I feel you. I like them just being, hey, Nicole. Hey. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Nicole. It's Jerry Did from you know? Vote for, vote for hey, Us it's USA. Sally <laughs> from, uh, you know. I don't know what the hell they're from. Anyway, it's the mail for me. What? This, what see, I'm, I'm all, the mail has gone is, out I, of control. I've had this discussion with someone. I'm like, literally, how much money are they spending on paper in these campaigns? Bro, whoever sells those the pamphlets, yeah, those pa- they are making. They, and they have a great salesman. Stock. They know. Oh, you know, we know about like stocks of paper from they're being either, in communications. They're either trying to hide money. That's the first. I was like, they're trying to hide money. Or maybe they're being sponsored by the papermaker. I don't. Or know. the papermaker is running up full gamut on maybe these they people. get like a tax write-off or that's doing what i'm saying like are the they i think they're hiding money or something because i'm like who is reading these printed flyers my favorite thing is they just got exponentially more and more out of pocket they did on both sides yes. as the time went on so or it would be printed like material so it'd be like <laughs> so and so will eat your children you must save the world vote this way or then it would be like so and so wants to put heroin in the water right. well, like, like it's a crack like, pipe yeah. picture on the picture of the no flyer. but for real like some of them their imagery got to a point where I, I was feel like, like the printed material <laughs> was more inflammatory than the media than the than the tv ad for, no, normally for tv real. ads are like really really out of control which i think some of my friends in other states like georgia they're like no these tv ads <laughs> are insane you know well you got stacy abrams the you, the romance writer out there got herschel walker <laughs> like the freaking 10 like the i don't even know what to call this she's getting wild yeah so <laughs> like imagine those commercials going toe-to-toe if i were her i'd put fabio on everything <laughs> I'm just saying. I still have not substantiated your claim. No, it is true. We looked it's it up. Not we true. saw it. I don't it's really true. believe it's true. Look, anyway, own your brand, girl. That's I'm, all I'm saying, I'm, sis. I think she could probably win if she promoted that. She <laughs> That's has what not. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Maybe next time. No, it got wild. So my friend, mm-hmm. someone you know, and I'll tell you later, <laughs> had uh, he likes to mess with the texters. I'm into this. So. He gave me the idea to text a texter back and say, your candidate will get a vote from me if you can answer these riddles three. <laughs> text yes to start your quest. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. So I sent this to uh, a what couple. What office was it for? Like what seat? OK, so I literally don't know. I okay. got four texts all within 15 minutes. Okay. So I sent it to like all of them. Two of them did not respond. One of them responded and was like, it was a canned response of like, thank you for your time. You've been unsubscribed. And I was like, fuck off. Oh my God. <laughs> the last one. And the and I, fuck, I wish I'd saved it somewhere. I might have a screenshot. The last one, I send them that, right? Mm-hmm. And they go, um, 
their response was LMFAO. And then my response oh, was funny. every vote matters, Mary Liz. America's in your hands. Oh my God. What do you want to do? And then she was like, uh, she sent me like a canned response. And then um I said I sent her this riddle. What does no one want, but no one wants to lose? Okay. Any guesses? What does no one want? Oh, we'll make it quick. And but quick no guess. one wants to lose? Yeah. I don't know. So she sent me another canned response. And I said, the correct answer was lawsuit. Unfortunately, you've lost my vote. Godspeed in your future endeavors. And then she said, LMFAO, we aren't telling people. Oh, by the way, they thought I was some guy named Mark. Okay. So she goes, LMFAO, we aren't telling people to vote for anyone, dude. You have the right to make a choice. They misspelled choice. Then she said choice. And I mm. said, and I'm not a guy named Mark. It's just fun. Please stop texting me. Mm. And then I never heard from them again. I, it's starting to make me wonder about the technology they're using now. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole right now. But I'm sure some of them are using like complete AI, like just can. And then some of them probably are investing in like people who are monitoring the text messages. I think it's probably a combo of both. That's right? what I'm saying. Some yeah. of them are some of them who probably don't have it's like the money. Mass AI. Yeah. And, and then, then you have like, like randomly may you know what I mean like bits oh, and pieces. I think it's more just like they expect to get a response from like one percent of people. Right. And then like one person out of a thousand will be like if in order to get a vote from me, you must answer these riddles three. Like who the fuck? Fucking ruffle still skin yeah. over here. They send the one intern to deal with yeah, me. So yeah, so they got like two people working the text yeah. messaging. One's like they know that only like five people are going to respond, and yeah. then they're like, "We literally do not know what to do with this." When they get it, yeah. And my friend ended up being like, "Well, the fact that you said the answer to your riddle was lawsuit probably scared them." And I was like, "Oh, that's yeah, fair. I didn't think about that." Flagged it so they wouldn't respond. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's funny. I. I'm mad I didn't think of that. This is me having fun this election season. I kind of enjoy I like that. I'm about to do that with HelloFresh because they're getting on my damn nerves. But oh, that's a whole other story. Okay. Anyway. Um, do you have a Gen X file for us today? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Talk about transition. So smooth. Thank you. I wanted to ask you a question. If you were at a tea party. Oh, God. And you had. What the fuck? You had. <laughs> Someone present you with this situation here. Why is there now? Oh, it's get out. No. Yeah, I'm like, what out. is going on? <laughs> if you saw this. this fine China. A, yes, it is. It's, be careful. It's my grandmother's China. Is it really? Yes, it is. Why did you bring it here? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to okay. teach you some things today, okay, young okay. lady. Sorry, sorry. If you were to be at a tea party and you had to pick up this cup, how would you pick it up? How would you drink your tea? Um, okay, so I'm assuming it's like here. Yes. Right? I would is it two fingers like Ooh. this? And then aren't you supposed to do one pinky out? Wow. That is incorrect. The way you okay. were holding it. Uh-huh. And do you know how I know this? I can't wait to find out. Because I am studying Emily Post, a famous uh author from the nineteen twenties who wrote the infinite the uh definitive guide on etiquette. And that's what my Gen X file is about. So in this Gen X file, you're going to tell Gen me Gen about... File, I'm going to tell you what you need to know about etiquette because obviously you, you're not up on it. And I can't imagine that this skill that I've never needed to know about how to hold a teacup will now greatly affect my life in the positive. I think maybe if you actually follow some of these things, <laughs> okay. stuff could improve. All right. Well, tell me about it. I'll tell you about it. So, um... So Emily Post, Emily Post etiquette was uh, released in 1922 by Emily Post. She was not Emily Pre, and not Emily During, but Emily Post. You know something? I see you're on a roll from the pony thing, but <laughs> it stops here. Okay, my bad. Um, she basically re she was like a prominent New York society woman in the early 1900s. She was initially a fiction author. Before she moved on to her famous etiquette sort of like guide. Okay. She was married to a well-to-do New Yorker. She ended up um, getting divorced. But she she had lived in society long enough to develop some guidelines and rules around how you should move in the world when it comes to manners and etiquette. Okay. 
And people sought her out for that advice. And so she wrote this um, this guide in 1922. You know what? It was based a lot on Victorian era, sort of like mores and manners. Okay. And this, this is the turn of the century. It is the turn of the century, right. So that's kind of what she based it on. Um, and people loved it. It was over 600 pages long, the original guide and etiquette. So that's really long. And it covered everything from, um, you know, table settings to how you hold cups to you know why I'm not how surprised. you greet people. Why are you not surprised? Because I feel like everyone just wants to know. This is this is Am I the Asshole 1920 it edition, is. right? It's it like, is. It it's is. like I send this person an invitation and yeah. they did not send one yeah. directly henceforth. You know, it's like it's everyone it wants to know what the rules are. And yeah. I feel like we don't have that anymore. We don't have that anymore. And people need to know. Right. And so when I was researching this, I was like, all right, I'll just like do some research. And then I realized I actually need this book. Yeah. Because, Elizabeth. I need to know when I can be upset. I was shocked at the vastness of what it covered. I mean, everything from how to hold a red wine glass versus a white wine glass to what types of questions you're not obligated to answer. Oh, well, that's no questions. That page is very short. You feel like you don't have to answer anything. <laughs> uh, who are you? I don't have to answer any exactly. of your questions. Right, right. But, but some, you know, and, and it's so funny because I, I feel like I know a lot of this stuff because I'm just like a common sense person. But I feel like in today's times, especially maybe I don't want to I don't want to more so put it on your generation. But I feel like a lot of people, younger people kind of feel an obligation a lot of times to follow certain they don't feel an obligation to follow rules, but they feel bad about saying no to things. They feel mm. bad about maybe not answering questions. And so this 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 whole book and this whole topic hit a lot of notes that I think we've covered in the past before. Why I'm bringing it up now, you may ask. Why why are you bringing it oh, up now? Thank you for asking. You're welcome. Well, um, it is uh, now celebrating its 100th anniversary. Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess it would be. It's 2022. Yeah. And so Emily Post, uh, her her descendants have now rewritten the book. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder what she would think of this. I know. I wonder if that's following any etiquette rules. They kept <laughs> a lot of it the same, but they've sort of like, sort of like the dictionary does. They've okay. updated it. With some things that we may need to know in these days and times. Okay. And so I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about some of the the basics. And then some of the things in the book that are updated. Okay. So basically... Um, Am I going to be able to guess what's the right thing to do? Um, I don't know if it's going to be that gamified. Okay. But it's just a conversation. Okay. So her great... Great grandkids, Lizzie Post and Daniel Post, are the ones who've updated it. Okay. It's the first time the book has been rewritten completely. The new edition is helping people navigate stuff like titles, pronouns. Aye, aye, aye. Mm. We all know that's a quagmire. Yeah. Personal and professional communication. Even tipping and dealing with video meetings, home security, and AI technology. You know, I think the thing there, like on the titles. Yeah. I know a lot of friends who have gotten married recently and I see this being like a topic of I feel like old school things like sending out invites mm -hmm. always becomes like this big topic of discussion. Right. Because yeah. it's like generally like old, old days, you're supposed to put like Mr. And Mrs. Or Miss. Not even right. Oh, right. It's Mr. supposed to be Mr. The, of the both ba, 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 the couple's ba, ba, ba. names. Yeah. yeah. And then that's it. And yeah. you don't put Mrs. at all. Yeah. But then like sometimes like the woman's the doctor. So like. It's not going to be Mr. Or it's not going to be Dr. Kate and Mr. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The so there's a lot of weird included. stuff. Right. According right. to Emily Post. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. And so this is the thing. Like you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Really. But manners are just like really. And, I, and that's another thing about the book that I didn't realize is that manners and etiquette is more so about getting along with people. Mm hmm. Okay. It's about like, I feel like it's about the societal contract we have with one another, mm -hmm. right? And we're going to be nice enough 
to, to both. follow these rules. Right. Like I've, I've always felt like being polite because sometimes people say like we talked about in our true crime episode, they yeah. say like, fuck politeness. Yeah. And I do think there's a time where you like, especially when it's like a creepy man asking you for help changing his tire in the dark alley, <laughs> potentially fuck politeness. But other times when, it, when your safety comes into question, of yes, course. fuck politeness. But then there are other times where people say that. And I think like, is it worth being impolite at this moment? Like, I think it's, we should just, I think society's better when we do have some politeness and manners and etiquette, even if we think they're kind of silly and like, you kind of want to roll your eyes at your aunt who's asking too many questions, right? Right. Or if there's a, you know, or if your parents would prefer for you to address, you know, certain older people as yes, ma'am and no ma'am in the family or things of that nature. Like, what's the harm in doing that if... It keeps people peaceful. Kind of get along to go along. Sometimes yeah. it does make sense. Sometimes it does. Um, do you think we've lost some of that? Oh, for sure. Why? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I think I think a lot of it is has gone by the wayside just because we're not used to it, right? So like I said, with weddings, it used to be a thing that if you had a birthday party, if you had a dinner at your house like you would send a physical invitation and a physical invitation. and now you know because of technology we don't really do that so in a case of a wedding where you would send out a physical invitation you wouldn't remember you know it's not like necessarily we said oh that's a bad rule it's just that we don't really do it anymore yeah so when it the occasion happens what do you do you know what i mean and do you think that people aren't connecting or coming and attending things because there aren't in the physical invitations aren't there. So it's easier to just say no or not to respond at all. Yeah. And I think it's really, I think it's a lot more rudeness is what you see. Mm. But I think even if there was a physical invitation, like you see people talking about it all the time, like, mm-hmm. oh, I sent all my wedding invites. No one, RSVP. you know, and I'm not getting my RCPs. And it's like, it's this general rudeness where it's like they the don't general have to. rule is if someone invites you, you should give them a response yeah. so that they can plan accordingly. And I'm like kind of a stickler for this, but that's because I plan a lot of things both privately and professionally. And it's like, yeah, that's just what's done. Yeah. And if you don't tell me you're coming, I am not assuming you're coming. And I may not, I may not set it's a spot for you or well, you have enough if they for you. Say yes, right. But, but they also should say no. Or maybe I do. In which case now I've spent time and money doing something for you and you never showed up. Yeah. So I think it's just generally people are are a little bit rude. Well, I think that's why I'm happy that this has sort of gotten into our lexicon again, manners and etiquette. A lot of people probably won't even be paying attention to this, but I, I, I honestly was surprised at how much was in the book. Some of the stuff that made me laugh was, um, and it's funny because I was watching, we were watching this on TV and when someone, one of my friends was like, wow, one of the rules was um, when a woman, uh, well, one of the rules was the proper greeting when you walk into a room or meet or, or you know, come into contact with someone that you know is how do you do? Like, okay. That's what you were supposed to say. How do you do in 1922? Another one of the more sort of like, literally, we do not do this anymore is that when women walk into the room, all the men stand up, they're supposed to stand. Yeah. And guess what the women are supposed to do? What curtsy? Bow. <laughs> I mean, I will say, Again, I you mean, know, what's funny, though, is like, I will say that generally i've noticed that when people do walk into a room or join the table i will stand really i think it's because maybe culturally like we usually greet with like a hug or or a kiss or something and so like i'm not gonna do that sitting well you're not supposed to do it the men are supposed to do it well i'm supposed to bow so like you are halfway But yeah, I think I think it is actually pretty courteous. And also when someone leaves, I think unless you're in a really relaxed setting. Yeah. If someone's leaving, I think stand it's, up and see them off. Yeah, I think it's normal, especially at least for the host to stand up and see someone out. I, I remember like dating people and he would come over to the house and I'd always be like, well, I'll see you out. And it's like, OK, you don't have to do like I can lock your door. No, and I'm like, definitely got to see. People yeah, out. I'm seeing I you agree. out the yeah, door. People like, don't see people out like I'm not going to just be sitting on the couch like, all right, see you later. And you just walk behind me and leave my house. No, I cannot tell you how many times that happens where I'm just really? like, well, I guess I'm leaving. And they're like, OK, see ya. And I'm like, all right. They I guess don't get up and walk out. It's weird, right? That's but these, weird. But it's like 
That's really I guess weird. it does. I, in my head, it's one of those things where it's like odd, but it's not like friendship ending. It's just kind of like it's in my head, I'm like, ending. that's no, weird. No, no, no. Like, you see me out. I mean, I've, I always taught my son, like, even when his friends come over, see them out. Right. And I don't want you wandering around my house when you on your way out. Also, I think, and this could be just me, but I think it's also polite if you are at a, someone's house and you're a woman and it's late at night. And I'm not saying like even romantically seeing this yeah. person, but let's say yeah. you happen to be at someone's house yeah. late and it's a, especially if it's a man yeah. for someone to be like, let me make sure you get to your for car sure. and people just be letting you leave. Like I just, be I mean, I do that with anyone. Me like too. I yeah. had situations where I'm like, where are you parked? And I just go and make sure you get you know, in your car. I don't anymore only because no one does it for me. So I'm just kind of like it for you. Well, you've never even noticed. Yes, I have. <laughs> Stop. I'm saying among my younger friends, I've noticed people don't do that. Really? They so just I'm let like, you walk off into I, the darkness. Yeah, I guess. I guess we just don't do that anymore. So then I don't do it. I mean, when my friends and I go out, one of us drives the other one to their car. Sure. Right. I'll And I, I, I will do that. And a lot of people insist on not being driven to their car. So I think, OK, so sometimes if if not asked, I will inquire. Could you please drive me to my car? Wow. Because I don't want to drive or don't want to walk, walk in, in the yeah. dark. Yeah. What's going on? Bro, I don't know, man. So, feminism ruined us all. Me too. <laughs> anyway, um, no, one one part of the book, and this was another part where I was like, you know what? People need to read this. It was on bereavement. <laughs> oh, interesting. And what you should do when someone has a death in the family. Oh, it is. It's it's several pages on it. And it's very fascinating. I need that. It's very fascinating where like if you if if someone in your family was to pass away and I was coming to see you like what I should do, like what you should say, what, what you should, should bring, say, and not what bring. You should bring uh-huh. what you should do. Like one part of it was saying that, like, when it first happens, if you are the support system, like someone should be at the door. I believe that, yeah. And handling the oncomers yeah, yeah, for, for your sure. friend who's in the room. Yeah, yeah. And like you're a you're you're guarding them from the outside world, at least for the first right. few days. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because it's so raw. And I don't know that people really know to do that, but this was a section of the book that I thought was really interesting. It's like, first of all, the ones in sorrow should be urged, if possible, to sit in a sunny room. And where there is an open fire, again, y'all, this is 1920s. <laughs> okay. If they feel equal to going to the table, a very little food should be taken to them on a tray. A cup of tea or coffee or bouillon, a thin toast, a poached egg, milk if they like it hot, or milk toast. Cold milk is bad for one who is already over chilled. The cook may suggest something that appeals usually to their taste, but very little should be offered at a time. Like only give them a little bit of food at a time. Because you're not, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I know you have, I don't know if anyone listening has ever had a death in the family, but like, I'm not hungry when I'm like grieving a a dead family member or a friend, you know, like if it's someone that's really close to you, you're in a state of unlike you've ever been before. You're like shocked and you're, emotionally very distraught so it's not a time that i've seen a lot of people be like i need a full course meal so she's like on it you know although their stomach may be empty their palate rejects the thought of food food and digestion is never in best order and it says it sounds paradoxical to say that those in sorrow should be protected from all contacts and yet they must be constantly asked about arrangements and given little time to remain utterly undisturbed the, they must think of people they want sent for and they must decide the details of the funeral when they would like it held, where the church or at the house where they want music, flowers and where the intimate is to be. And they, she was saying like, so when they have to do all of that, so yeah. when they're done, like let them leave sit them alone down yeah. and you protect them. That makes so much sense because it honestly is very overwhelming yeah. to do all of that. And then I also think like, okay, so it's happening at your house more than likely. Yeah. And then also what happens is like, I think of it kind of similar. It's like when someone has a new baby, like they don't want anyone at the house because you don't want some, you don't want to be playing host when you've got a bunch of stuff that you have to deal with. You just had a baby come out of your body or Or you're planning a a funeral and whatever. And so it's like, yeah, you should, I think as you keep going, like what I'm hearing is that it's basically just really being 
more compassionate. It's being more human. And like more considerate of other people. Yes. Which I think is what like, honestly, not to rag on anyone in particular, but just generally in today's society, I feel like we aren't as considerate because it's like so much about like, how you feel well it's my truth and it's my feelings and it's this and that and it's like yeah but sometimes it's not about you sometimes you have to be a little more selfless sometimes yeah it's about like this person sometimes you need to be like hey stop calling i'll answer all the questions for marge she's right. got a lot going on right now right. like i i, I, I got to handle it yeah i got and it and i'm gonna let her just turn off and like you might feel the need to say like hey i'm sorry for your loss but maybe Right now is not the right time to like turn up at her house and like make her host you basically. Nope. That's so that what you feel better. You tell the person at the door. Yeah. I'm I here. I'm, I came. My condolences. Yeah. Here's the book. I signed it. Let her right. know. Or yeah. let him know. Or send something like flowers or some people don't like flowers, but send a card or maybe some food or something. Send something in your stead and then let them know that you're available if they need you. That's it. Yeah. And have the person, it's like you need your guard. Yeah. So I, I, that, I, I think people should definitely look at that. Like you don't know that you can access these kind of things for all these different occurrences in life. But Emily Post was telling people what to do. She was giving yeah. tips on everyday stuff. Yeah. And I think of it too, like in my experience, we've had deaths in the family and it's like, Sometimes, you know, that person really does feel like they have to take on all this stuff. They do, but they... But they really shouldn't, man. Take your time to grieve and let us handle it, you know? We're here for... We're also grieving, but we're here for support. And I think the people who are bereaved, who are bereaved should also recognize that they can take a load off based on the... Based on etiquette. This is etiquette. Yeah. This is not admitting any defeat. This is just no. proper etiquette for bereavement. So anyway, some other basics that I thought were very interesting is um, when you meet someone for the first, then this, I'm going to, maybe I will quiz you a little bit. Okay. Okay. Um, When you meet someone for the first time, how should you address them in terms of their name? Well, I'm sure back in the day it was supposed to be like Mr. or Miss so-and-so, right? First and last name. Right. Now... I address them in the way that they're introduced to me. Okay. If they're introduced to me. Very interesting. We'll get to that in a second. Because uh, <laughs> sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're not. And which I, is a big no-no. Which is a huge no-no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to expound on that. And also, in which case, I will introduce myself. Mm. I know, it's bad. But also, I mean, I, well, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, you are supposed to introduce yourself in certain circumstances. Okay. But the answer to this one is... When you first meet someone for the first time, you should call them by their first and last name. Okay. As yeah. they've identified themselves. Only use a nickname or first name after being given permission. This is actually one of the ways to influence people. This is one of those sort of like laws of power thing. And the, you sh the more you use someone's name yeah. in a conversation, the more you can influence. Well, and generally it's like the more... I mean, from what I've read in communication theory, like yeah. they're more inclined to like you the more you say your their name. Their name. So it yeah. is a tool that people use. But if you notice someone saying your name a lot, yeah, it could be because they like you. Could also be because they read this at yeah, some point. Yeah, they already know. <laughs> and they know. <laughs> okay, what side does the fork belong on? The right or the left? The fork goes on though the left. The left. Yeah. And what hand should you use? The left. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Very good. Yeah. Very good. You should with your and your knife on your right hand. There you go. Are you is it ever okay to have your elbows on the table? Um mm, my gut wants to say no, but I feel like there's some weird loophole. Yes. <laughs> okay. But only when you're taking a break between meals, such as having a conversation okay. or waiting for the next course to be brought out. Okay, good to know. That makes me feel better because that is usually when I put you my put hand arm, on the table. On the yeah, table. yeah, yeah. But elbows. if I'm eating, I don't. Yeah, you know? you're not supposed so to. So that's good. I, I do. I break that rule a lot. Okay, which of these are incorrect places to put your handbag? A, and an empty Never chair. Never the floor, by the way. B, Never the floor. on your lap. C, behind your back in the chair, or D, on the floor? Which one's incorrect? Yeah. There's only one that's incorrect? How many do you think is incorrect? I would say probably uh, the floor, absolutely mm -hmm. not. No case. In Cuba, they say that's how you lose your money. Yeah. Um, behind your back, I think, behind is fine. Behind your back in the chair. Is fine. In your lap, I believe, is okay. Mm -hmm. I would say not the chair, 
because that could stop someone from sitting there. However, if you're like with friends and you know no one else is coming, yeah. then I don't think it's a problem. The only one that's wrong is on the floor. Okay. Yeah. That is a complete no-no. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're leaving the table for the bathroom, you place your napkin in the chair. If you're leaving the table. For good on the table. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I so do you that. Know that. Yeah. Okay, so you're you're doing very well. <laughs> my family apparently is they, my they, family they is very well. etiquette minded. Yes. So, stem or bottom of bowl. This is the this is the question. It's regarding wine glasses. Okay. The bottom of the bowl is you know the bottom of yes. the, the stem is the stem. Correct. So, when you're drinking white wine. Do you hold the stem yeah. or the bottom of the bowl? So as I understand it, white wine is more often chilled. And so you hold it by the stem okay. because you don't want the heat from your hand. And this yeah. is also goes for champagne or anything sparkling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, red wine, you can use the bowl because it's normally served at room temperature. Very good. <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry. Wow. What? This lady's um, not, she's more um, etiquette-ish I? I, than I thought. I mean, she's got good uh, manners. Uh, 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 I'm call me. Elizabeth post-century, I guess. Okay, <laughs> Here okay. I am. The millennial edition. <laughs> All right, here's the one we were talking about a little bit earlier uh -huh. before we go into some more modern-day ones. Okay. Um. So, introductions and social etiquette. Who should be introduced to who? Should the man be introduced to the woman or should the woman be introduced to the man? Um. Well, I think in old times, the woman was introduced to the man that's wrong. That's wrong? Okay. The man Man's has introduced to, introduced to, woman. to the woman. I think now it doesn't matter. It's like, Jesus. <laughs> but you know what? I actually, I actually like this one. So but, it should be, Anna, can I introduce you to John? Sure. And then you say something about Anna and something about John that they may have in common and then they can talk. I feel like I do this like naturally sometimes. Do where you? I'm like, oh, uh. You know, here's my friend so and so. You went to Florida State, right? So did they. This or is like good something this like is that. Good communication and, and, and etiquette. Just so and they have something in general to get the conversation right. started. But the man should be introduced. Anna, can I introduce you to John? Sure. Right. So the I man don't think has I to be introduced really, to I the guess, woman. Yeah, I guess I never really like considered gender yeah. in that. So one of the things that I noticed in the book is that women hold the superiority in social settings. Yes. Yeah. So it's like the woman, you know, you the man and has they're to be, animals. <laughs> right. The man the man um has to be brought to the woman. Sure. You know what I mean? Like you are to be presented to. Mm -hmm. You should never be presenting yourself to someone as okay. a woman. That makes sense. That's kind of the way that I've I've seen the book set up. Um also if you walk into a room where there's a crowd of people you are actually the one that's responsible for introducing yourself. Yeah. And that, so that's kind of what you were bringing up before. I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Like when it's really awkward and I mean, it, ha it does happen from time to time, but when it's really awkward is when like, you know, you're, you're with a couple friends yeah. and then like you bring one person yeah, and you might say like, Oh, everyone, this is my friend. So-and-so. Um, and then let them introduce them to everyone else like themselves. I think that happens more often. Yeah, but, I agree. Um, if it's like one or two people, I think it would be normal for me to say like, oh, person who's already here. This is my friend, Nicole. Yeah. She also, da, da, da. I don't know, wears Nike hats. Yeah. And then that way you guys <laughs> can like talk. I don't know. And then you just let it be. <laughs> and then I just, peace. I'm so out. that's kind of like the old school stuff. The modern day stuff that they brought into this centennial edition was kind of interesting. One of the things they talked about was... Um, when you learn someone is single, um, you don't say, like, if you were to meet someone and they're singing, you're like, wow, why are they single? You don't say, I can't believe you're single. You're so great. Or you must have been married before. Or you must be with someone. You're supposed to say, I'm sure glad to have you in my life. What? Or every day brings new opportunities. What in the <laughs> world? No. You don't like that one? No. <laughs> Look, I just would prefer if no one talk about my romantic life unless it is the topic but that we are discussing. that you're single? What are they supposed to say? I don't mind if someone goes, I can't believe you're single. Okay. So like, they shouldn't say, I'm sure glad to have you in my life or every day brings new opportunities. 
No, please don't say those. If anyone says that to me, I might punch you in the face. Like, how dare you? Okay. And then also, if you're asking someone that asking someone why they don't have kids, that's an absolute conversation stopper. So there's Uh, certain conversation stoppers where you don't have to give people the time of day at all because of the thing they said. And that is one of them. I I um I have asked friends that I am close with whether or not they want kids if we're discussing like life, Mm -hmm. you know, and and like getting married and like all that stuff. And I go, do you want kids? Is that something you see for yourself? Yeah, I think that's fair. But I wouldn't add, like, I think I've only done this in a few cases where I was with someone who was married and I am a close friend of them and we are discussing child rearing. And I go, you don't need to answer this, but I am curious is there a reason? And they have stated, like, if someone, like, never... What if they said it's none of your business? Then that's fair, too. Okay. But, like, and if if they said, like, I don't want kids, not if they just never addressed it, because I wouldn't want to ask uh, if they couldn't have kids. That's a different story. But right. if they have said, I don't want kids, I might be like, I'm curious why. Obviously, I don't expect an answer. If they say, I'm not answering that, and I go, absolutely fair. <laughs> like, I, you, you don't I owe me anything. I, I don't ask that question. I, it would be like I said, it's really rare. And I think it's also like the time of my life right now where yeah. it's it's a lot of discussions it's happening around it. Yeah, I and can see that. It would be like very specific cases where I felt okay doing that. I would never ask someone that that I just off the humble. Absolutely not. So here's one that I definitely identify with, and it's um phone calls. Okay. So in the Centennial Edition They're saying, unless it's someone you talk to on a regular basis, family and friends, you should send someone a message first before calling. And you should also give them an indication of how long the call may take. Do you not agree with that? That seems just very businesslike to me. I don't know. Really? Yeah, I don't. I might. I think if it were, yeah, a friend who I don't call often, I might say like, Hey, I haven't heard from you in a bit. If you have time for a call, yeah, let me know. That's what I'm saying. But I'm not going to be here like, hi, like, <laughs> do you have 30 minutes to chat? I can put something on your calendar if you're free. Like, I no, mean, we're I just going to have a conversation. I think it's just, yeah, like the touch base. Yeah. If I haven't talked to you and I don't talk to you normally, like, hey, um, I'm going to give you a ring. Are you around later today? I don't know. For, for me, that feels like appropriate. But also like. I've had people call me and me look at my phone and be like, why, why is she call- calling? That's the point. And then I don't answer. And then they send me a text like, hey, I know it's random. Just wanted to catch up. And I think, okay, what's the big deal? So do that before you call. It doesn't matter to me. I, I have I like the, the option to not answer either see, way. It's weird to me that they call you don't answer. You and know, then they send you a text and be like, I just wanted to call sometimes talk for I, 10 minutes. Sometimes I answer for the plot. And you know what? Really funny things have happened. So I'm just saying, like, sometimes you got to let it... Like, don't be so strict on that. Come on. I, I, I like it. You cannot answer the phone. I don't That's answer allowed. the phone. Yeah, don't do that then. Unless I see people that I talk to. Okay. But I like it when someone says, hey... Um, I wanted to catch up. Let so if I call you, call you, are you like straight I'll to answer the phone? <laughs> I was going to say, if you I, do answer. I do. If, it, if I'm free, I'll answer the phone. But it's certain times where I'm like, I'll be like, why is this person calling mm-hmm. me? Like, you got to give me a heads up. Like, mm-hmm. what's going on? I need to know what's, what what mentally I need to be in the space for okay. when you're calling me. Okay. I don't like a whole lot of unexpected stuff. It's pretty snowflakey, but sure. I don't care. I get to have one every now and then. <laughs> okay. Um, Titles. So there is a new title in this edition, and it's MX, period. Oh, Have like you heard if of they're this? non-binary? Yeah. This okay. is MX. This is Mix Riley Smith. They handle our design work. The mixes, Smith and Jones from the architecture firm Redefined Design, are attending the wedding. The mix. Have you ever used mix? No, but I don't know. I don't think I really know more than one or two people that are non-binary in my personal life. Are we going to have to use mix? I think it would be a case by case basis, right? Like if someone's non-binary and that's, and you want to respect them, then that's what you would have to do. Mix. Mx. Yeah. Period. Cause what else would you use? You can't use Mr. Or Miss. Nothing. If they say they. <laughs> Their name. <laughs> 
You got the whole, like, all the wedding invites. And then it's like, Mr. The blah, 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 blah. And then, like, Sherry. And you're like, what? Yep. <laughs> I mean, I would have never known about Mix until this. So I probably would have just used their name. I Yeah. I mean, I probably, I might have Googled it or, like, maybe asked them, like, hi, is there a preferred way you'd like to receive this inf- invitation or something like that? Yeah. But, like, I don't really use that at work anyway. Miss and Mr. is kind of getting to be a problem anyway. Like, Why? Miss, Miss, Mrs., I mean... What do you normally use? If you're going to use Miss, do you do M-I-S-S, M-R-S period, M-S period? Well, I believe that it's different based on it is, how but do you I use get... it accordingly. Yeah. So if I'm addressing, so if you're addressing a non-married woman, you use M-I-S-S. Because that's what it is. Yes. Interesting. I don't know that I've seen people using M-I-S-S. Yeah. You do? You use MISS? I'm trying to remember the last time I sent out like a formal invitation. Yeah, MISS. Yeah, I think so. Wow. I think I looked up like what's the correct way to do this and then I did that. And I might have thought to myself, that's weird. But then I did it. Yeah, you're a miss. MISS versus. You Thanks. I wasn't aware. I'm just saying like. Why don't you go ahead and tell me how much you want me in your life while we're at it? Why am I single, right? <laughs> Listen, I don't use it. I would probably use MS with you instead That's of fair. MISS. Because MISS, it's like... Is Miss MS when you're a widow or something? Miss can be used for anyone. Okay. But it is, it's like divorcee. And also, but it can be used for anyone it as well. It can also be used for so, anyone. But the real, real deal, right. proper way is Correct. MISS for unmarried women, yeah. MRS period for married, for, and yeah. MS for everybody else. Right. I don't know. And MX now. So a couple more before we wrap up. Splitting the bill. Oh, yeah, going Dutch. What's your what's your uh thoughts on that? In what case? So here's one. This is what I thought was very interesting. Is this this is the new age ones, right? Well, it's she's she she her her old way was you don't split bills equally. If you invite someone out for dinner, guess what you're supposed to do? You pay ahead of time. Oh, interesting. Which is very weird, right? Well, but typically <laughs> um typically it, you had like a prefix menu. Right. So we're yeah. talking about different things. Right. Yeah. But I also thought that kind of was not a bad idea. That if I invite you to dinner, I pay for you. Well, that I just like, because this is what happens. You invite somebody out for dinner and then they insist that they pay. And it's like, no. And if you've already paid or the person already has your credit card, then it's like, it's done. Yeah. No, I have no problem with this. Thought, I thought that was kind of like a nice touch. Like it's already been taken care of. Yeah. You can say that. Yeah, I like that. But the new way is that people don't split bills. They pay for what they eat. Mm-hmm. They they prefer that. What's yeah. your thoughts on that? Um, I have to agree with this. Okay. Mostly because at this point, uh, you know, like I mean, we're talking about two very different times. Yes. Like you said, like yes. so you could you could tell a restaurant you were going, have the prefixed menu, mm-hmm. order that ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Go to your reservation, have it already paid before you entered the building. Right. This is not the world we live in now. Like, but you could give them your credit card. That's true. Though it'd be weird. <laughs> um, but also on top of that, like people are in really different financial situations. Yes, that's so true. So the thing is like, and also different dietary, different um, like drinking habits, like all kinds of things. Yeah. So for example, if I was going to go to dinner with a friend and they got like, you know, Four drinks and then a hat and you know and just an appetizer and then also like maybe a, a meal and let's say all I got was a meal. Right. We're looking at a pretty hefty difference. Yeah. And so, but some people still believe you should just split it. Yeah, I think that benefits the people that are ordering a million things on the menu versus someone who's ordering one thing. And then the other thing too is there's like the sneakiness involved of like. Not sneakiness. I don't want to say that as like that has a negative context. But then there's also this like nuance of, okay, well, if I order an appetizer and you have some of it, do you do we split the appetizer? For me, that's when it gets real messy. Personally, unless we're like. Unless we both said we want this and Uh we are going to like unless that seems kind of like predetermined. Yeah, Like, let's get this. Yeah, right. And we're splitting it, the yeah, appetizer. Yeah. Then, okay, let's split it. 
But if I'm like, I'm getting chips and queso, I'm getting it for the table, have some. However, I do feel like there's also etiquette there because I have been out with people where it's like you buy the appetizer and you get like one or two bites and then they eat the whole thing and then it's on your bill. And that's kind (laughs) of shitty. But that's that goes back to etiquette, right? It goes back to etiquette. Where it's like, I don't think that if like someone because something that I was taught is to never take the last bite. Of or something to, that you didn't never, buy. I'm sorry. Never take seconds until everyone's had first. Right? I agree with that. This is... Unless I bought it. Okay. What I was taught is... Okay. You never take seconds of something until everyone has had a chance to, to get have some. first. So I like, agree with that. If you are at a table or if you're at a buffet and not everyone has had a chance to go through, mm-hmm. you should not have seconds oh lord not the buffet whatever you know I like at a wedding or something like at a wedding or something i thought you saying? were saying like if you bought something for the table and you're like um i'm you got yours and then you like anybody want some and then they get some. i mean i think at a dinner like if you're out to dinner you're ordering things i think that's totally oh, different okay. i'm saying like generally oh, okay. and then so like you'll be at like a dinner at someone's home yeah and like there's someone who's just going to fucking town on some on s- something at the on table. On the table. Yeah, on let's say they're going. Yeah, on, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're like, wow, I would have loved a chance to have some of like beef. somebody's like bacon wrapped <laughs> dates, but so and so had like eight of them before I could even touch one. Like that's fucked up. You know, that's common etiquette. That is common. And etiquette. you do say, and I feel like it is also etiquette to say like, hey. Has everyone had a chance to try this? Yes, this is, yeah. You know, and then make sure everyone has before you, you go. before you go ham like a pig on the <laughs> on the goddamn dates. Like, let me have some. That's what I'm saying. Interesting. And you should also never, pa- like, also, now I'm just talking about, <laughs> I'm just going on about my etiquette issues. Yeah, also, really it really too. bought me to, I'm starving. My, what bothers me is, like, when people share food on the same plate, like, depending on, I mean, I do not agree with this. Who does this? I've seen people do that. But also, like, you're supposed to get a little plate. You put it on the little plate, and then you pass it to somebody else. You don't eat it off food off of other people's plates. We're not doing that. And look, if you're listening to this right now, and you're like, damn, I should never eat out with Elizabeth. (laughs) And you already have. Just know that it's fine. I made a mental note, and I moved on. But if you're thinking that that you shouldn't, just think that like, yeah, maybe you should have better manners. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Let me ask you a question. This is my last one because I just want to know what you think. Do you tip your grocery delivery people? Uh, Yeah. How much do you tip them? Um, I think like 15%. Emily Post says you only need to do 10. Okay, well. Or $5, whichever one is more. Yeah, and nowadays you go into like Macy's for something and the guy like spins the thing around at you and asks why you didn't give him 20% for like the dress you bought. So like Emily Post. That's the other thing. No, she doesn't agree with tipping in that regard. So if you're sitting at a counter, if you're doing takeout, if you are ordering coffee and they flip the thing around, it's like add a tip. You do not have to do it. You're not obligated people out there. You're not obligated to leave a tip. I agree. Uber, 10%. Food delivery, 10% or $5, whichever one is more. Grocery delivery, the same. Cannabis delivery was included in the Centennial Edition, (laughs) by the way. It's supposed to get 15%. Um, And then your hotel or housekeeping, do you leave them any money? So I, okay, I don't do housekeeping generally, but I believe if you do housekeeping, it's supposed to be like, like a couple dollars a day yeah, every day they come in. dollars per person. And then the if you have the bus boy bring your thing, I think you're typically supposed to do like one to two dollars per bag that they pull up. Yep. And then if you do valet, I believe it's like two bucks. Yeah. You run the money. Bro. Who you knew? Know your, you know your I'm etiquette. a mannered woman. You know your etiquette. The only other thing is just like for it's the, the nuns. For the that's what it is. They it's the nuns. Manners. <laughs> the holiday. She. I mean, I think again, like this is a great. I think this is a good gift for people. I hope people don't like get offended if they receive the Emily Post Centennial Edition. <laughs> but I actually think it's not a bad thing to have. It's sort of like I don't know if you've ever had like that. I'm sorry, book. are we sponsored? No, just kidding. Know, right? I'm going to call them after this. Um, the book about like home remedies, like everyone probably like, well, I know all. Chicken soup for the soul. Friends. Yeah, I've yeah, read we it. have home remedies, like home remedies. Like it's nice to have the Emily Post book in your home mm. because it's just like, oh, what about this situation? And what about this situation? You can go to the book. You can look it up. Yeah. It's all in there. It's over 600 pages. One of the really good things I, I they talk about holidays and like, if you're not going to go somewhere 
or you you're planning on like you're getting all these invites for the holidays, like the best thing to do is to RSVP no early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do that so that it gets it out of the way. You don't want to sleep sweep your de- declining of events under the road. A hundred percent. And so I think just going into the holiday season, that's a good takeaway. We talked about the tipping and the thing about if people are inviting you places and you know you're you not going to go, respond. just respond as soon as you know you're not going yes. and tell them no. Yeah. And keep it moving. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I don't know if people get scared, like, oh, no. They but do. it's like it's it's just more considerate. Just you don't need an excuse. Just tell them no. Like, yeah. It's it means so much more to get a definitive answer than to essentially be ghosted on your invite. I agree. And I think that's what I mean, I think that's what like this has really taught me is that I've always had like a very strong sense of manners. Mm-hmm. I do get very upset if people are are in my estimation rude based on rules like this. Yeah. Because I think now that we've explored this I realize like how much it really is about considering decency too. Yeah, it's considering other people, respecting them, their time, and having a little bit of compassion and thinking outside of yourself. So if those are attributes that you feel that you have and yet you're not following these things, I would certainly reconsider what's going on because it's it's not like it's not doing anything to you. It's not costing you anything to just be nicer. I agree. And it's making me think about situations where people, you invite them places. And this really hasn't happened to me because I don't really be inviting people places. But I do sometimes. I'm not saying I don't want any social interaction. I'm just saying I don't invite a lot of people sure. places. But people will say, like, I'm not going. And they, like, don't even tell the person. I'll say no. But but you might not get an excuse, but I'm telling yeah, you no. Yeah, yeah. like. Or it's like they go until the day of and yeah, it's no. like, I'm not going, but they don't know it. And it's like, why don't you just tell them? Yeah, just tell them. Just tell them. And one thing I thought about was, you know, they're not that pressed about you. Mm-mm. They're just inviting you. Mm-hmm. And if you say no, that's fine, too. Yeah. And it actually, anytime. And it I- might make it easier for them. Anytime I've gotten mad at someone, it's been because they did not respond. Right. Not because they say no. Or. They said yes and then said no at the last minute. Right. And that shit pisses me off. Unless something happens. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. Things yeah. can happen. But yeah. if it's just like, yes, absolutely. Things happen. Now I'm thinking about like times people have said no. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, no, they did have actually things happen. Yeah. But like, yeah, the times when it's like, oh, hey, sorry, I got drunk at brunch. And like now I can't come to. Yeah, the th- it's like, like that, that's annoying. You could have just said, hey, something happened. Keep it short and let me not like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I agree. So that's just a little bit of Emily Post for you. I am I'm happy that I purchased the book. I, I I'm uh, pleased to know that I'm uh, a lot more mannered than I thought. <laughs> I am pleased to know that you are too. I'm so impressed. now, anyone out there, if I don't follow these rules, it's, you know it's because I don't give a shit. To follow <laughs> you got it. You're not wrong. I do. Let's go. Let's do it. So as mentioned, today is election day. Yeah. So I'd like to address this one. To anyone out there who's like, do I really need to go through the polls right now? Well, it's kind of too late now. <laughs> um, yeah, by the time you hear this, it'll be too late. <laughs> but my my, you're not wrong is to anyone out there who feels like they don't want to vote. You are not wrong if you do not vote. Wow. Yeah. Mm. No response. That's a... Um... That's a very non-millennial thing to say. Yeah, I think there's this big pressure to vote these days. Um, And allegedly only 50 to 60 percent of eligible voters actually show up on Election Day. So many 50 to 60 percent of eligible voters. And there's like, you know, that's eligible voters. So some people aren't even like registered to vote. And you always see these like big pushes and these big things. But honestly, like, look, if you do not feel informed if you do not have someone that you like on the ballot, if you do not know what's going on and you don't want to vote, don't vote. It's really that easy. <laughs> like, So you should you don't feel like people should just cast their vote because they are, have the right to like it's a voting is a right, not a duty. Oh, you don't feel that's what I mean. It's so, not a duty. Yes, to you. Okay. that's right. So you have a right to vote. 
and no one should suppress your vote. That's a separate issue. So if something is stopping you from voting, that is against your right. And you have a you have all the right to fight that, of, of course. Like you as a grown adult in this mm-hmm. country have the right to vote. However, we have the right to do lots of things and you don't have a duty to do them. Yeah. So like you really unpopular one. You have the right to own a gun. <laughs> you do not have a duty to own a gun. This is true. So I'm just saying, like, I feel like people often get, like, pressured by people telling them who to vote for or what to vote for or this or that. But they, they have to vote. I'm not saying that you should not be informed. In fact, I think that you should probably care more personally. Yeah. I think you should probably get yourself informed and, like, figure out what you believe what in. you actually care about. Yeah, yourself. You, like, you should read about things this is part of a society we live together and yeah i think for people who say like their vote don't their vote doesn't matter i mean there's some truth to that but also like you shouldn't feel like in some cases it actually does like and especially recently in the last 10 years we've seen a lot of elections that have gone by by like oh my god a few thousand yeah the margins are small so i mean yeah you look at fifty thousand, you think oh that's not but in the context, statistically, that's a really small margin and like your vote would have counted. But if you're just going to vote because someone told you you have to and you don't know anything that's going on. It's OK, like sit back, get informed and then do and what you want to do. Don't feel like you have to vote just because everyone else is voting. That's just my opinion. Do you feel that people who don't vote could now can also complain about things? Yeah, that's interesting. You know, George Carlin has actually like a stand up thing about this. Um, My favorite comedians. He says that you can. <laughs> I I mean, and his argument is that if you didn't vote, <laughs> you're not contributing to the problem. This makes me think about a conversation we had where I forget which one was this when I was like, oh, it was about the jobs. Yeah. And I was like. If you're not trying to get another job, I can only meet with you three times (laughs) to discuss why you don't like your job. I think, okay, I think the best (laughs) thing, though, like the most realistic thing, if you're out there and you feel like, oh, voting doesn't matter, but you actually want to do something because there's people who don't care. Yeah, there's people who don't care. If you want actual change and you're like, my vote doesn't count. Okay, well, then you know what? You're right. Generally, one vote for the president every four Mm -hmm. years is Mm -hmm. not going to change this country. Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. But if you want to change things, you can't look at national change in this country because that's just not how the system's even set up. Right. It's all set up on these local, local state and then national, right? You make your biggest impact. Yeah. So if you care about something, focus on local impact, you'll have a bigger impact on people and you might actually have a chance to change things. But yeah, so if you're doing that and you still complain about the system, I think that's fair. Yeah. But if you just complain about everything and you're completely and you, detached from this from the pro- process, then you're just annoying. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. Like if someone <laughs> someone out there complaining about gas prices right now, who has like no idea what's even happening anywhere in the world. I mean, okay, yeah, gas prices are annoyingly high, but also like you don't know what's going on. So or why don't you, you shut the fuck up? About taxes, right? And you don't vote. Or if you, I mean, to me, if you complain about any sort of like locally legislated or even statewide legislated thing. Yeah. And you don't vote and you're not a part of the process. I don't really want to hear it. Yeah. I think you can have an opinion, but the complaining has to be to a But I don't know. I don't even know that these people are complaining. If you just don't care and you're completely out of it, then yeah. that's fine too. You I know, agree with that. There's some things that I don't, I do, I did vote as mentioned. Okay. But that's your business. That is my business. I didn't vote on everything. That's your business too. Because you, you know don't what? Have to. Some things I you didn't don't fucking care know about. who these people were. <laughs> Why? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, you ju- know. Ju- I need to know who these judges. Why are, are there yo? so many of them? What the fuck's and going why on? Are they elected? Like, what is going on, bro? What's what is happening, judges, bro? Yeah. Like, y'all need y'all to do. Where are their printed materials? <laughs> I ain't getting that shit in the mail. I need to know what they were deciding. Yeah, they stay real quiet. You know, yeah, the judges. Do. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like, yeah. I don't always vote on every single thing on the ballot if I don't feel one. Also, it's okay to not have a fucking opinion. 
Now that's one we need to delve into in another episode. We will, because every we will. motherfucker think they gotta but have you, an opinion well, about you know stuff. What? It's okay to just not give a shit about it. It's okay to it's not okay. have an opinion. It's fine. It's o- it's okay to read something and be like, hmm, I don't know how I feel about that. That's interesting. I'm gonna skip it and then we and move on. Or that's interesting. It yeah. Who cares? And move on. I don't even have to not care. I can just not have an opinion. Right. Yeah. It could actually be something worth caring about. Maybe. And I just don't care to have an opinion. So, yeah, that's basically All it. Right. If you uh, did not vote or do not want to vote or feel pressured to vote, you are not wrong if you don't vote. Just don't vote. It's okay. No one's. No one should feel pressured to vote for one thing or another. And anyone who's trying to pressure you to vote probably just wants you to vote for who they want you to vote for on either side. So just don't do it. Opt out. Fair enough. Thank you. (laughs) All right. That's all for this show. If you like what you heard, make sure you leave a five-star review. We'll read it out loud on the show right here. Um, You can follow us anywhere you get your podcasts, like Apple, Spotify, or on Instagram at the not wrong pod. See ya.